it, it's so much fun. There's there's no reason that this wonderful feeling of of being beautiful and at one with the music, it, it's not just reserved for professionals who have perfect turnout and, and awesome flexibility, you know, because that's not me. Um, but I still love it and it's, it's such a wonderful feeling. So come on over and join us. Hey dancers, welcome to the show. I'm Julie and I'm your host today on this episode of Broche Banter. I both own and teach at Broche Ballet, a virtual ballet school just for adults. Join us as we explore all things adult ballet. Today on the show, I chat with Harmony, who recently achieved her goal of her first pair of point shoes before her upcoming 50th birthday. We talk about her absolute undying love of ballet, what it was like for her to take her very first ballet class a little over a year ago, and why she thinks anyone with dreams of ballet should just get started and hop right in with us. Follow Harmony's story on Instagram at ballet underscore Harmony. Enjoy! Welcome to the show, Harmony. I'm so excited to have you on this week to talk about your story with ballet. Thanks for being here. I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here with you. Thank you so much for asking me. It will be so fun. fun. Um, so we met, I mean, I don't know how long I've been following you on Instagram, probably since the beginning of your ballet journey, because you post such fun stuff. And then we really got to know each other over this lockdown situation when you were dancing all the time and we share a love for Peloton. Um, we share a love yeah. for the Peloton instructors, the whole Peloton family. Um, and now you got on point with me for the first time. We got your first pair of point shoes. Now you're all up on point doing all this fun stuff. So we've really come to get to know each other this year. And I'm excited to actually get to hear your story and sit down and actually listen to how it all started. <laughs> okay, where do you want me to start? <laughs> um, okay, let's start with ballet. So you started ballet very recently, is that true? I started last year. Um, let's see, in the spring, I guess I, I like stumbled upon adult ballet videos and I was just like, what? <laughs> how long has this been a thing? Um, because I was one of those little girls who was just obsessed with ballet, with like seeing ballerinas and male ballet dancers and just thinking they were all the most gorgeous things I've, I'd ever seen. I loved, I, I remember even loving their athleticism, that you, that you could see their muscles, uh, their costumes, of course, tiaras and tutus and all that stuff. Um, but I never had a chance to take ballet. And honestly, I was thinking about this earlier because I thought you'd ask, I don't even remember like knowing that little girls took ballet. Like that, that just wasn't in my universe growing up. So I didn't do that. Um, but I stumbled upon videos last year, early 2019 and started gently, you know, taking some classes. And I'm sure there were a million of your videos that I followed as well during that time. And um, I was trying to get the nerve up to take a live ballet class. And um, that's like super intimidating because <laughs> you can fake some things, but you cannot fake like going to your first ballet class because, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I didn't know if like you walked in and you were assigned a place at the bar or anything. So anyway, we were, um, we were on a trip to Alaska and my husband and I to celebrate our 10 year anniversary. And we stopped in Vancouver afterwards. And looking back, that was like one of the greatest things because we met my mom and stepdad in Vancouver for a couple of days with Canada Day weekend. And there was this, they have a wonderful ballet studio there. It's called Ballet Lounge. 
And that was my first, um, I finagled it. So we would take ballet together, my husband and me, my very first ballet class in person, June 30th, 2019. Um, and it was super fun. <laughs> Love, I, we, I just loved everything about it and came back to Sarasota and finally got the nerve up to go to Sarasota Ballet, um, the, the Sarasota Ballet's ballet school in their adult program. So yeah, that's how it oh all gosh. started. I have so many questions. What is there not to ask about that, about that story? <laughs> okay, so first of all, you first of all, you took your first ballet class on vacation. And second of uh, all, yeah. you brought your husband to it. You made your husband take ballet with you. Yeah. Oh my god. It was well, okay, I have the kind of husband who is game for anything. He's he's fantastic. He's super supportive. So he didn't even bat an eyelash. Oh my and, gosh. And I was trying to tell him, like, there will be other guys there. You know, there will be other people our age there. Not really. Vancouver is a very young city. So I, I know it was all females and almost everybody looked like they were in their 20s. And some of them were really good. You oh know how gosh. it is when you go to adult ballet classes, you yep. sort of get a whole range. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was really fun. And on our cruise, I practiced every day in the cabin um on our cruise ship and uh, like I wanted to be ready and this is how little I knew when I got there the check-in lady looked at my ballet slippers and she was like I I guess those will do they were like huge on me I I didn't even know how they were supposed to fit but you know I had a bun in and I had a black leotard and I was like I I'm ready let's do this oh my gosh that's <laughs> and incredible. I have not looked back <laughs> oh man okay so you you show up at a ballet class with perhaps clown size ballet slippers and your husband. Yep. And does he know anything about ballet at this point? Has he been practicing? With Nothing. You? Okay. So you didn't even give him a crash course you prepared. And then you just threw him into the <laughs> <laughs> He did it. And like, I was exposed to ballet as a child. Um, it was actually in pop culture a lot. There were some famous ballet dancers on TV. I think somewhere on the Muppet show once in a while, you know, there was, there was ballet in movies. He really had not been exposed to ballet much at all. And now, now I have a bar and a dance bar. I didn't have anything like that. So um, no, he, he went in with no, no understanding of it at all. And, you know, he's, he's almost six foot eight. And it was looking back, I'm sure people were like, oh, my God, get a load of these two. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And but we tried and we had a great time, you know, and that's the thing about ballet. Um, if you can relax into it, you, you can feel like you're expressing yourself in the music, you know, even in the most simple exercises. So. I think secretly he really, really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but it was a fun day. And it was nice to have him there because he took pictures. Like, it, it was documented. I have pictures. My very first ballet pictures on my Instagram are of that day. Oh you know, it, it's nice that we have it. So so anyway, that's how it started. A year, About a year and a half ago was my first class. Oh, my gosh. This is, um, this is amazing. Is this, okay, so you did... You posted on Instagram that you guys did my 500 relevé challenge together. Is that why he has ballet slippers? He has ballet slippers because he does do a little ballet with me nowadays. Oh once God. in a while. Oh, God. I don't want to make it sound like it's even regular. But once in a while, like if I'm doing an exercise and the music is just has a good beat and, it, and it's an easy tondu exercise or like we do Madame Olga's um, uh, Degage and Swan Arms exercise. Okay. <laughs> we do that together. 
So, yeah, once in a while, he does do some exercises with me. And if you do any ballet ever, it's better to have ballet slippers than anything else. So, you know, when I saw they were in his size, I was like, yep, click, bye. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Um, that's just, that's hilarious and, and awesome. I mean, I think ballet is great for everyone. And he's a runner, too. So it's great for, I mean, it's great for anyone to develop that level of muscle control and body awareness and everything you learn in ballet. So that's awesome. Yeah. And he has great respect for it too. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's a very strong ultra athlete. Um, but he looks at what I do and he's like, Holy cow. How do you guys do that? Like ballet dancers are amazing. Like you so, put your, where <laughs> he respects everything we do, which is nice. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you took that first class. Have you just basically been going ever since then? So, okay, I started last summer in Sarasota, so summer 2019, and I was working. And, um, you know, the pandemic has changed a lot. Uh, the biggest change for me is that I'm not working. Uh, and the last five years before the pandemic started, I, and we'll no, never go back to this, but my husband and I were, would work frequently, regularly, 17, 18, 19, 20 days in a row. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that's just not healthy, but there are times in your life when you want to do that for whatever reason. So anyway, that's over, but I was working so much that I really only got to the studio once or twice a week, maybe once in a bloom and three times a week. And I was taking like absolute beginner level one, and I would dip my toe into level two once in a while. Um, once the pandemic started, and we had like a big two week shutdown here. We thought it was going to help a lot, you know, didn't help enough, unfortunately, but um, it was a, it was a major shutdown here. I thought, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to find ballet classes online and I'm going to take like a full class every single day. And then maybe when I go back to the studio, I won't be like so nervous about the combinations mm. because I, I could never really get the combination. I was always watching other people, or, or thinking about it so much. And it was so frustrating because I felt like I couldn't really dance because I didn't grow up with learning choreography. And it's tricky if you haven't done it. Yeah. So um, that was my goal, to uh, get to where I could just go to ballet class and not worry so much about the combination mm -hmm. at the bar, in the center, you know, everything. And for me, our shutdown lasted lo much longer. I'm no longer working. And I don't even know when it was, but I, I do remember saying to my husband one day, like, hey, guess what? I don't, I don't, I don't even worry about the combination anymore. Like, I, I can pick it up. So if anybody out there is struggling, any adult ballet dancers, I really was awful at learning combinations. Like, I would have to be in back of somebody at the bar and not at the end, because then when we turn around, like, I wouldn't have anybody. And um, it if you practice enough, it does come naturally. So um, that's, that's been just wonderful because I do feel like I can start dancing right at the beginning of class. And that's not to say I don't mess up, like you see me mess up, but it, it's usually because my mind has wandered, not because it was too tricky for me. So right. it does come with time and practice. Isn't it a funny phrase in ballet? If you, like you, it's what you just said. If you practice enough, it comes naturally. I think that people often hear the last part, it comes naturally, and forget the first uh, part if you practice enough. <laughs> because yeah. it's true, if you practice enough, it does come naturally. But naturally is such a funny word because it's natural only because you practiced it so much. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. I put in a lot of hours. I mean, I 
there hasn't been a day since the second week of March that I haven't uh, been in my ballet slippers for at least two hours. So, but you know, my husband works a lot. He's, he's an essential worker. So he works a lot. He works nights. He sleeps during the day. Mm-hmm. My children are grown and gone. You know, I, there's only so much cleaning and cooking you can do. So I just jumped all in and it, it, it's really been wonderful. I mean, not to diminish the suffering going on in the world, but for me, the pandemic has been really a wonderful time here in my little home studio, in my house. <laughs> yeah. And I think, so, I think, as you said, you know, when you're working so much and you're in your kind of forgetting the things that life are, is about, this has been a reminder for many about taking it down a notch and really remembering what the little things are about and remembering the joy of definitely doing something for you. Yeah. It's, it's been a real eye opener for us. Um, and like I said, there are times in your life you want to do that work a lot, but, um, like my husband never does that anymore. He's still working, but we just said no to the two weeks in a row without a break. It was, it was, it's ridiculous. It's not good for anybody, you know? So a lot of stress. Yeah. So um, that's a lot of time dancing. That's amazing. Do you feel like you need motivation or is it just easy to put on your slippers every day? No, or, no, no, no motivation needed. You just love it and you want to dance all the time. Oh my God. So don't make me cry. It's like, I'm so in love with ballet. I, I, it's such a gift to be able to do it. And really to have, to be a part of your online studio is, it's just, it's the best thing in the world. Like, I go to bed at night thinking, we have a Peloton, you know about Peloton. So I go to bed at night thinking about my Peloton workout the next day. I'm always really excited and thinking about what my ballet schedule is. And like, if I have a shorter class with you, then I'm already sort of scheming what other class I'm going to take or um, I don't need motivation for it. I, I love it. I love every single part of it. I love it when it's challenging. I love it when it's easy. I love it when, the, when I know the music. I love it when I don't know the music. I, I just love everything about it. <laughs> I love it. It's, I mean, it's, I obviously feel the same way about ballet because I'm obsessed with it. And, um, you know, we love all the outfits and, and you know, having fun with all of it. Um, is there is there anything in your life that you do feel like you need that motivation for that, that you have to push yourself to to get up and do? Um. Well, I mean, not really. Cleaning is not my favorite, <laughs> say, but when it comes to athletic stuff, because mm-hmm. I've been an athlete like my whole life, so mm-hmm. that's, that's almost like brushing my teeth. You know, I, I wake up and I run or I wake up and I, I go for a really long power walk and I, I do my weights and, and ballet just sort of folded its way into that routine. Mm-hmm. And I love being physically active. So I don't struggle with that. It, of course, I do have bad days, like we all do, but I've learned that even on my worst, like no matter how bad I'm feeling, I'm going to feel better if I go for that run or if I jump on the bike, if I do some yoga, if I take my ballet class. You're, all, you're never going to get through that and think, oh, God, why did I do that? You know, now, now I'm really miserable. You're going to feel like, yeah, okay, that's, that's progress. The day's getting better. You know, I did something. Yeah, so, it's true. What would um what would be a bad day? Like what would what would it is that is like not in the mood, like not feeling so great, what would be a bad day for you? Or you'd have to Um I guess if I haven't slept enough, mm. that's that's really the only thing. But that's been going really well because the more you move, the more tired you are. <laughs> there are nights when 
and my husband's very active as well. They're nice. We're sitting on the sofa at like 7.05 and we're like, are, are you ready for bed? Because I am. And we, we sort of walk to the bedroom like zombies. We're so exhausted. So that's a good thing about being physically active as well. You know, you're sort of spent at the end of the day and can have a good deep sleep. Yeah, so. I, I, I hear you on that for sure. The more, if you need to sleep, just exercise a lot and it's easy. Yeah. Sleep yeah. is no problem. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you have dreams with your ballet journey or is the journey the dream? Uh, Julie, my dream was to go on point and you helped me get there. Like, I, I, I still can't even believe it. And it's hard to make goals because I don't really know what I am capable of. Like, when I first got my point shoes, which was just a few months ago, maybe less than two months ago, um, I felt like I couldn't do anything. I mean, they, they feel like bricks on your feet, basically. And you're like, I'm not making any goals because I can't even stand in them. But um, <laughs> as they get broken in and as you get more used to the feelings, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just happy to be on point. And my goal is to just keep progressing as long as I can. Um, but, you know, one thing people who come to ballet later in life have to realize most of us have some kind of limitations and I certainly do you know I was I think you know I was in a car accident when I was about 12 so I have a lot of asymmetry in my legs and feet um, and ankles and the strength is different and you know it it's just not the same as starting ballet when you're three and putting your leg up here and being super pliable but I'm I'm gonna work with what I have and as long as you, you know, don't let those limitations get you upset, it, you can still progress or, you know, maintain. Sometimes maintaining is good. <laughs> Sometimes that's fine. So I just want to keep working on it and keep having that feeling of, you know, being sort of one with the music. Well, and I think part of, you know, part of the thing with kids is that they just have so much time. Like the kids, a life of a child has way more time than the life of an adult. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the life of a child has three to five hours to dedicate to ball ballet every day, whereas we need a pandemic to happen for us to have three to five yeah. hours to dedicate every single day. So I think that, that does make a big difference with the kids' progress as well. Yes, they do have more pliable bodies for sure, but they also just have like just a ton of time. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. But the flexibility, I mean, I would do anything to go back in life and like, practice the splits from age three because it's it's really you know you see me I do my best and there are parts of me that are flexible but others just aren't and you just have to keep working on it and hope that you can maintain it there that's an example of maybe maintaining maybe not getting too much better but um I when I'm stretching I always think well yeah I'm stiff as a board but think if I didn't stretch yes. <laughs> how, how, how would I be so then I'm like yeah I'm, I'm doing okay <laughs> Definitely. Taking that time off of stretching is really painful. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I stretch every day. Like, are you kidding? I, all the work I've put into stretching, if I stop, like, I don't want to lose any of it. I don't want to lose a millimeter. So yeah, I'm pretty adamant about stretching every day. So you have a, you have a really, um, you seem to have a really positive outlook on your, on your, on your life and on your capabilities and on on working hard and, and kind of believing, believing in that capability. How did you come, how did you come to that? Um, what, what, what I led you here? It doesn't happen. 
by accident generally happens through you know challenges or working through something I mean how, how did you come to this or did, have you been like this as long as you can remember uh I guess I've I haven't really cowered at challenges um and I don't know why I think um you know my parents weren't perfect but I my mom made me she definitely gave me confidence you know as moms can do and and my mom's still around um I talk to her every day but she, she still makes me feel like, you know, the most gifted child <laughs> and I'm not, but I think that's a really important thing that, you know, it's a very powerful thing that a mom, that parents can give to children. And I tried to do that with my own as well, but yeah, my mom definitely gave me confidence and the adult ballet community is so welcoming for the most part. It's, it's just so welcoming. You know, I would say to anybody out there who's, considering it a little bit, come on in. It's so much fun that, you know, and we are ballet dancers. Um, we have every right to call ourselves that, you know, not to take away from professional ballet dancers who, of course, I like obsess over and I love them and I just adore looking at them. But, you know, like my neighbor plays tennis once a week and he's a tennis player. Mm -hmm. So we're ballet dancers. Right. Um, and I love that about the adult ballet community, how we're, we're, we're super inclusive. Like whatever you look like, you're, you have a body, that's a ballet body. Come on in. We can, we can all work together and figure something out that's going to be beautiful. And I love that. So it hasn't yeah. been, that hasn't been a challenge for me. You know, once, once I opened the door and saw what was going on, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's me. I'm in there all, all in. <laughs> well, you make some really good points around, um, you know, not cowering against challenges, right? So you see a challenge and you go after it. And and I mean, also totally different topic on terms of the adult ballet, where it's like very accepted for someone who runs a lot to call themselves a runner, for someone who cycles a lot to call them a cyclist. You know, you see people yeah. out there on the road with the cycling outfit, the whole thing, and you're not like, oh, that person's not a cycler. You know, you, you, you see them in the outfit and you see them on the side of the road at 6 a.m. on a Sunday and you're like, that's a cycler. Like they're putting in yeah. the work, they're doing the work. Exactly. And it's just a little bit different when it's such a, I don't know, for whatever reason, ballet has a little different of a stigma to it, let's say. And I don't know why that is. I guess, you know, you probably feel the same as me. Professional ballet dancers, they are special. They, totally. Oh, my God. They're, they're the, most special, <laughs> yes. the most special humans in the world. So maybe that's why, because they're sort they're of magical. a bigger, <laughs> a bigger uh, gulf between us. I don't know. But I call myself a ballet, ballet dancer, a ballerina. When I was just at the doctor for my foot, I told her, I'm a ballet dancer. I'm on point. So can, it, can I, you know, can I continue? She was like, oh, yeah. So um, I think we maybe sometimes are more self-conscious about saying it than, you know, I, I say it to people and nobody's ever been like, really? Like, <laughs> what company do you dance for? They're just like, wow, that's cool. So we need to embrace that. Yeah, I think that's a really great point where the, the question is who, well, who said you weren't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it was just you who said you weren't, then you can tell that voice to be quiet because that's your own voice. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, if you're doing something every day and think about how much you spend on ballet, I mean, so we're much. definitely ballet dancers. <laughs> so and that's that's been a real thrill to to see myself with, you know, as a ballet dancer. It's just it's been such a dream come true. I love it. It's it, yeah, it's so it's so magical. I think ballet has a certain magic about it that other 
types of sports don't have. Like it is super cool to watch someone run a marathon in three hours or whatever, because you're just like, how is that even possible? But it doesn't quite have the same like magical effect, I think, as ballet has on people. No, because to somebody who doesn't dance ballet, like when I used to watch ballet before I started taking it, literally every single thing looks like a trick. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do they do that? How do they, like, I just want to do that one step and you try it and you realize, like, it, it's almost superhuman. Yeah. So it's been fun to learn, you know, how it's all put together and the steps to get to that strength or flexibility or musicality. Right. Pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's fun to right. be on the other side. Yeah, I think you make a good point. Like everyone gets it that if you ran a lot, you'd probably get really good at running, but it is yeah, because it is kind of a natural activity. It's not natural to be that level of it, but it's a rather natural activity. Yeah, exactly. And I have read that and it is true. Like nothing about ballet is natural. I don't think the, the way the way we try to contort our bodies. No. Um, but somehow we do it and we come back for more. It's so funny. <laughs> you know, sometimes beginners will come in and I'm teaching them something like, let's say a passe or something. And they're like, why can't I do it? I should be able to do this already. And I'm like, why? Why, why should you be able to do this? I'm asking you to do something crazy. Why do, why do you believe that you should be able to put your leg in this position naturally? Because yeah, and it's not natural. It's not natural. And then on top of that, we see professional dancers doing it. And it, they make it look so easy. Like right. that's their job. They just look relaxed and, you know, no big deal at all. But um, yeah, it's all hard. Every part of it is hard. <laughs> and we have to smile <laughs> while we're doing it. <laughs> yes. And I do. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Fun. It is. Um, so you and I have also connected on the topic of mindfulness and meditation a little bit, cause I've recently gotten into it. And, um, if you guys listen to the podcast a couple of episodes ago, we talked with Tom and his journey with mindfulness as well. Um, tell me a little bit about your journey with meditation and kind of what well, it you. when I think I told you the story when I was about 15, I was living on my own and I was always broke and the, they, there was a Hare Krishna house near where I lived and they would give you a free meal if you came to their house and meditated and chanted with them. Now, I really don't know much about Hare Krishnas. I don't really see them around anymore. I can tell you they were lovely, lovely people and they made beautiful meals. So I would go weekly and it was, it was fun. I mean, we'd meditate and then we'd chant. Somebody would like play a drum and we'd chant the Hare Krishna song, I guess, whatever it is, and then we'd eat. And I noticed that I just felt so good hmm. afterwards, you know, just, it, it's a way of sort of emptying your mind. And I, I learned it from them. And then I um, spent some time in India when I was 18. And of course, was enchanted with all the stuff going on there and Hinduism and the people meditating. And, um, and I've been doing it ever since it, you know, there are times when I've done more you know, longer sessions. Now I pretty much stick to the 10 minute meditations daily, but I love it. And the more you, what I found is the the more often you do it, the more regularly, the better it is because you can just like that, you can be back in that, um, in that mindset, which is relaxed, just letting your thoughts flow across your brain, not worrying about it. And so it, it definitely is, part for me it's part of being healthy mentally healthy and i do love it so 
do you find so you, you've been an athlete as well do you find that it's helpful in your athletic endeavors as well to to have that meditation mindset is it similar in any way helpful complementary um well when i was um when i was competing so i was a competitive runner for for a couple years back in the day um i used visualization more than meditation for my running so that's when sports psychology was sort of just coming to the forefront and I was super interested in it. Um, but certainly when you're training hard and you have a life on top of that, meditation just helps you balance it all, reset yourself. So you're ready for, you know, whatever you're doing next. So I didn't really use it for running, but just, um, I've always been super busy and, that was always something I could come to and know reset is a good word. Actually, it is sort of like a reset. I don't know if you find that when you do it, but whatever else is going on your, in your mind, I got to do this. I got to call this person. I have four appointments tomorrow. I, you know, I got to take care of my kids. How am I going to pay for this? Meditation sort of just smooths all that out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, man. Just breathe. And when you do that every day, it makes a big difference mm-hmm. on not just that part of your day, but the whole rest of your day. Because mm-hmm. you know that that feeling is accessible mm-hmm. whenever you need it, you know, as long as you have time to sit and be with yourself and with your thoughts, you can do it. And it makes your whole life better, I think. Well, and the ironic thing is, you know, you said if you have time, but the thing is, if you're that stressed and you take 10 minutes off to meditate, you will be more productive after those 10 minutes. Exactly. You've had just floundered around and not taken the time. I find that with myself when if I feel like I have too many things to do or I'm like, you know, you're just like buzzing around, not sure which task is the most important to start on. And then it's like, all right, let's start on none of these. Take a sec, go meditate, yeah. and then come back and start with a fresh mind. That's kind of, that's that's how I currently use meditation. I'm probably doing it more often than regularly like you do would be beneficial to do as well. But currently I use it when I just feel my mind getting out of hand. And I'm like, all right, let's just yeah. take this down a notch, take all this down and then come back fresh. Yeah, well, you know, whatever works and everybody's different. Um, and I, I did really enjoy Tom's interview. He had so many great things to say about mindfulness and he taught me a lot, actually. So even though I've been doing it forever, I'm not an expert. I know that it makes me feel good. But, you know, it's, it's a great thing. If you can figure out how to insert that into your daily routine, I think it's really beneficial. And with the pandemic, I'm, I'm sure it's helped me just stay, you know, centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my family's in six countries. Um, you know, it, I've had some tragedy in my life in the last year. And if you can come back to that feeling of, you know, just thinking about what's important, cherishing others, you know, whatever, whatever that is for you, Mm -hmm. um, feeling connected to every living being on the planet or just emptying your mind, you know, it, it does help make your life better and it can help you cope. Mm -hmm. So we've just had a rough year, everybody, you know, but that's a bit of a comfort to me that we're all in it together too. And, Thinking about that does help. I'm not the only one. We're <laughs> just 2020 has not been the best. <laughs> no, right. And I think everyone's going to come out of it with new coping skills, right? I think. Yes. I was. Um, I was thinking about, you know, as you as as I kind of been reflecting this year on on my journey and all of that. You know, you think about how you develop confidence and how you develop self esteem and how you develop a thick skin. It's not by having everything go well. 
right? It's like no. by, that's not the time no. when you're developing it. It's when you, it's when your back is against the wall and you really like need, need it that you actually learn and develop it. It's not <laughs> like you don't learn this stuff when you're just like having a great day. <laughs> that's not when you learn it. No, you are so right. It's, we can learn from every lesson. And um, I think 2020 has taught everybody a lot of lessons, you know, as long as we're open to hearing them. Um, But yeah, our lives will never be the way they were. Um, And we have to get ready for the new normal. And that's another thing that we'll have to cope with, you know, adapting, Mm because we don't know really what that looks like. Right. So, (laughs) but, you know, as long as I can move my body, take my ballet classes, meditate, sleep well, I, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and that's what's gotten me through this the last eight months. I think it teaches you what's important in life because, you know, it teaches you that those are the things that matter, that you have food on the table, that you have a roof over your head, that you have your health, that you have your body and your family. And anything else was just yeah. icing on the cake that we had the wonderful ability to have in the past. And hopefully we'll have some of those things again, but we, we yeah. know now what matters. We know what now what matters because everything else has been taken away in a sense. Definitely. Yeah. And another thing that's helped me through the pandemic is just having sort of a schedule every day. And I, I have heard from other people that that's helped because, you know, one day, every day feels like <laughs> every day. the day before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it would be easy to sort of just uh, watch Netflix for eight hours straight. I mean, why not? What's, there's nothing going on really for a lot of us um but having a schedule has helped so ballet has been a big part of that too because yeah it takes time it's not something you you can't just do a bar in five minutes like it's it's a chunk of time you need that to (laughs) you need to pencil it in so that's helped well i remember the first time i lost a family member my grandmother had passed away out i was in my early 20s and and all of the older people in my life all told me just keep busy that was like the number one thing that they kept saying was just like keep busy make sure you're busy make sure you're doing stuff and that then you'll be able to process it later when you're feeling better or like just stay busy for right now that was always the advice (laughs) yeah i think that's true um because even for people who haven't lost a loved one recently um it's hard to think about the numbers of, you know, what's going on. It's, it's yeah. just, it's mind boggling. So yes, learn what's going on, be aware, but keep yourself busy so that you're, you're healthy and you're being productive and not just wallowing in it all day. But you know what? I will never, never stop dancing at home. I mean, why weren't we all doing this before? But you see my cute studio? Like it's, and it's so easy. This was the guest room. Just move yeah. furniture aside and turn on the computer and take a class. It's been it's been so great. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that same way. I mean, so many professional dancers were taking their company class online. Why not? Right. You know, there's a you can't do everything at home. Um, I do miss the big corner to corner, you know. <laughs> not that I was ever very good at that, but um, I'll be even worse when we go back, but I will never stop dancing at home because it, it's just, it's too easy. You can roll out of bed and do it. That's Great. It. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's funny um, in many ways, the, in many ways being at home is for me very natural with ballet because I've been doing it at home forever since I started yeah. ballet. When I was a kid, when I was 17, when I started, I, I like, 
got rid of my bed and got a smaller bed and like put a little thing. Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. I have no idea what I did. Who needs a big bed? I know. I was like, we don't need this bed. It's uh, let's get a smaller one so I can have the space. Um, And then I the same stepladder for the whole time that I lived in New York. I love your stepladder. It's so cute. (laughs) It's like my bar. Like it's, it's my trusty bar. I've been using it since the beginning of time because a lot of times in New York, like, you know, it takes about an hour to commute to ballet class. So, you know, you go an hour commute and then you have ballet for an hour and a half and then you have an hour commute back and that's your entire day. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, you can't quite make it and just always dancing at home. So I'm like, man, I wish I had all these glasses to take at home (laughs) all that time ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a new world. Definitely. But yeah, I'm, I love your bar, and I'm so impressed by the bars that people are using. I mean, any, basically any counter, any windowsill, any balcony railing, it's some people's dry, laundry drying racks. That, that's the one that impresses me the most. So funny. Hats off to the, the people we know who use their the drying racks. Um, I thought yeah, doorknob. It's fantastic. Doorknob? Yes, a doorknob. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it works, you know, as long as it's stable enough, it works. So I, I love seeing how creative everybody has been. Totally. Um, yeah, because I know I'm lucky I have a spare room and not everybody does. And my goodness, they're doing it anyway. They're figuring it out, man. I love it. <laughs> totally. A lot of people in their kids' yeah. room because the kids have the small beds. A lot of people in the kids' yeah. room. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's been so, fun to see. I want to ask you one last question, um, which I always ask everyone at the end. If you have any words of advice for people in your boat, let's say either thinking back to like Harmony and her husband of the past going to that first ballet class, (laughs) or people kind of looking ahead to their ballet journey and goals, what what last words would you want to give out to your fellow dancers or students? Okay, I, like I said, if you're out there thinking of joining adult ballet classes somewhere, an online studio, an in-person studio, just do it. Yes, it is going to be maybe awkward at first. Like for, for me, I mean, I had so many mortifying moments in the first few classes. And then Julie, once I took a class that was like a level up and I wasn't ready. And, you know, I, I cried in the car actually after that. But it doesn't matter. You, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And it, it's so much fun. There's, there's no reason that this wonderful feeling of, of being beautiful and at one with the music, it, it's not just reserved for professionals who have perfect turnout and, and awesome flexibility, you know, because that's not me. You know, that's not me. Um, but I still love it. And it's, it's such a wonderful feeling. So, come on over and join us. We will be super nice to you and, and we will celebrate everything you do. And um, I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you know, when I went to the, my local dance store for my point shoes, the people there made me feel like this was the biggest accomplishment anybody had ever, you know, accomplished. It was so, it was so nice to see because, you know, most of you watching know that it's most people who go on point are like 12 or 13, right, Julie? Like, how old are people when they go on point? Yeah, 13, 12, 13, 14, coming on and, and here I was trying to do it by my 50th birthday. And they just made me feel like it was the most wonderful thing that had ever happened. And it was it was awesome. So you can have those magical moments, too. We, we didn't really miss the boat. And um, there's there's a big benefit of being an adult learner in ballet. And 
it's, you know, we don't have the pressure that professional ballet dancers have. And, you know, my heart goes out to them. That's, that's not always the easiest life. That's, that's a, a lot of, um, you know, not damaged your body, but it's, it, they're, they're really hard on their bodies and they have a lot of pressure to find the right job. And, um, we don't have that. Like, this is fun. This is, this can be what you want it to be. Uh, you know, whether it's joining an online studio, an in-person studio, or just following YouTube videos by yourself, this can be whatever we want to make it. And it's not dictated by anybody else. So definitely come on over. We, we would love to have you in our community. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was amazing. I think you're, I think you're so right on all of it. We're, it's super special as an adult. I don't think we missed any boat. I think we got on the boat at the exact right time in our life when we were ready for it. Yeah. When we had the time for it, when we had the space for it, when we had the mindset for it, I think we all got on the boat the exact right time in our life. It's not, it's never too late to do anything that you had in mind. I mean, adult life is very long. So get, just get on the boat whenever. And then there's still the rest of the journey in front of you to go. Yep. Lots to look forward to. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Harmony, for being on the show today. What fun to chat with you about how much fun you have dancing. It's so much fun to be a part of your journey and to be able to share this podcast episode with you. Thank you, Julie. It was, it was super fun being here with you. I've seen you online forever. So every chance I have to talk to you, it's, it's just like talking to an old friend. So it was really fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening today, dancers. For more adult ballet, you can follow our studio on Instagram and Facebook at Broche Ballet. You can follow me on Instagram at Julie the Ballerina or check out our blog and YouTube channels for more content. You can even dance with us in our online studio with daily live Zoom classes and our on-demand video library. Don't forget to have your story featured on our podcast. Email us at hello at brocheballet.com. I'm Julie Gill, and this was Broche Banter. Happy dancing!